2: Hi there. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. Today's recipe falls in the too good to be true, so we better test it category. It's for something called Greek yogurt brownies. And I found these on a website called The Big Man's World. And how did I get there, you ask? Because I'm not exactly a big man looking for that kind of a website. Well, the answer is I was hanging out on Facebook. And the picture of these brownies showed in the feed because I get a lot of cooking stuff in my Facebook feed. And they look incredible. They just look amazing. They have this really super dense, shiny, gooey-looking filling. And a crispy, crackly top, really thin. And then the middle of it has got this oozing, melted chocolate coming out from what appear to be probably milk chocolate chips. And okay, I know... This is food styling doing its thing, which is making you go look for the recipe and go to the website. But it's truly well done food styling because I had to know, really. I don't know. I passed the thing several times and I just ended up going back and thinking, all right, what are those? What makes them different from the other brownie recipes that I've put on the website? If you are a regular listener, you will know that there are, I think, two other recipes for brownies on my website. One of them is a one-bowl brownie that's really fabulously decadent. That's a kind of a fun listen because I had a dramatic experience with an egg when I was recording that recipe. They're really good. They're my go-to brownies. They're gooey. They're rich. They're very, very chocolate, and they're very fast to make. Other one is called Fast and Gooey Double Chocolate Brownies. And that was my always go to before I found the One Bowl Brownies, which is faster and easier. But I do love those as well. The website also has brownie cookies and brownie cupcakes, so you can tell this is something that I'm fond of, right? So I don't really need a third brownie recipe on the cookalongpodcast.com website or in the podcast feed you're listening to. On the other hand, once I saw that this picture I was so enamored by led to something called Greek yogurt brownies that uses no eggs. There's no oil. There's no butter. In fact, there's no fat of any kind. And you can make it with gluten-free flour or with sugar-free options so that they end up if you use those things with only 91 calories a piece okay this really okay i gotta find out it seems too good to be true you and i we're going to find out here together the ingredient list is a half a cup of chocolate that can be chips or a chocolate bar whatever one cup of vanilla yogurt, and I, because the person in this recipe did this, I'm using a vanilla non-fat Greek yogurt. Now that is what this chef used, was a Greek yogurt and vanilla, and he says, he or she, they say, any non-fat or reduced fat yogurt works. So I have something that we use to make... Overnight oats with that we keep in the refrigerator all the time. That is a Kroger Simple Truth Organic Greek Non Fat Yogurt Vanilla Bean, and it has actual little flecks of vanilla in it. It says half cup sugar of your choice, white, brown, sugar free, etc. Now I have something that is a combination of erythritol and stevia. And I am tempted to use that just to get these brownies down to this 91 calories thing they're talking about. It's got zero calories in it. It's made by Sweet Leaf. It's called Better Than Sugar. However, I don't don't know what to do. The recipe also says your half cup of choice, white, brown, sugar-free, etc. Now, it seems to me that probably the best brownies are going to result from brown sugar because it's moister and richer. You know what? That's what I was going to do, and I'm not. I'm going to try this zero-calorie sweetener because uh, why not go all in, right? So we're not using eggs, and we're not using sugar. Instead, we're using nonfat yogurt and zero-calorie sweetener. You need 3 quarters of a cup of all-purpose flour, and if you need to have it gluten-free, go for it. Pick what you have. I don't make any guarantees about what that flour is going to do. You probably know better than I, if you have a particular flour that you like. But then I can say that about this whole recipe, which is why we're doing it, because I really don't know what this is going to do. A uh, half cup of cocoa powder, and I am using Penzi's Dutch cocoa powder dutched processed, I think is what they call it. And the reason I use that is because it's quite a lot more chocolatey than natural cocoa powder, which still has the acids in it. Once you wash those away, your chocolate shines through a little better. So I like to use the dutched stuff. You need a half teaspoon of baking soda and a half cup of milk of choice. And in this recipe, the person says they used unsweetened almond milk. I don't have any of that. We kind of quit buying it when we realized how much water it takes to make a single almond. (laughs) So we don't buy almond milk anymore. Not only does it take a lot of water to grow the almond, but then you add more water to make it into milk, and it just seemed really uh, unconscionable in terms of the environment. So Anyway, we're going to use oat milk today. It's what I have on hand. You could, I suppose, use regular milk if you aren't into non dairy kind of thing. And then, optional, but I think it's what makes these pictures so irresistible, a cup of chocolate chips of your choice, which we can stir in at the end. The equipment that you need an 8 by 8 inch pan, some parchment paper, a microwave safe bowl, and a whisk. And the do-aheads are to preheat your oven to 350 degrees. I'm using my toaster oven today, so I don't have to do that until the last minute. You need to line your 8x8 inch pan with the parchment paper so that it's not going to stick to anything. And you need to, for your first half cup of chocolate, if you're using something that's a bar or are large pieces... You want to chop that up. Now, notice I didn't mention anything about what kind of chocolate. That's kind of up to you. But I know I'm going to use some dark chocolate. I have matured past milk chocolate and where I'll eat it. It doesn't really interest me. I like things that are sort of in the middle to dark. So I think I'm using probably 60, between 60 and 70% cocoa today. I think I am going to use some Ghirardelli 60% bittersweet chocolate chips. Those were, by the way, the top-rated chocolate chips in terms of both flavor and texture by America's Test Kitchen not too long ago. Go gather your ingredients and line your 8-inch square pan with the parchment paper, turn your oven on to heat, and then come on back and
3: we will plunge into this thing.
2: All right, let's get this party started. Your chocolate, I hope you've chopped it. I meant to mention that before that short break. But if it's in chunks or if it's chips and it's small enough to be counted as pieces, put it in a microwave-safe bowl. And we're going to put it in the microwave. Fancy that. And we're going to set the microwave for a minute at about... Let's do... Eighty percent. the goal here is to get that chocolate melted and then we're going to need to cool it a little bit this one also is mostly a one bowl recipe except for what we're doing here with the chocolate chips because they have to be melted and I guess you know what you could still do it all in one bowl couldn't you we should have done that yep oh well that's okay Let's see where they're at here. Well, they're starting to melt, but not enough. They're still chunks. The bottom ones are starting to melt. When you see that things are a little soft, then you get some sort of a spoon or a spatula and you just stir them up a little bit so that the melted stuff gets mixed in with the non-melted stuff. Do not get any water, not a single drop of water. Be sure everything is really dry before you try to do this. I'll explain in a second. Put it back in the microwave, and this time we'll do it again at 80%. Let's just give it 30 seconds. So if there is any water at all, the tiniest, tiniest drop of moisture when you do this, the chocolate does the weirdest chemical thing and does something called seizes. It becomes this dry burned tasting looking nasty non-melty gooey it's a mess it's like boy I don't even know what to compare it to it's like if you had play-doh and you mixed in a bunch of flour and you got this anyway it's just that's what water does if you're trying to melt chocolate so I've just taken it back out again it's only a half cup so it's not going to take very long And it's mostly melted and as I stir it here the rest of the chocolate is going to get melted by the part that's hot. And that's what we want to have happen. So stir it until all those little lumpy things are smooth and you just have this gorgeous silky pool of chocolate. And it should be glossy and smooth and when you get it that way You just need to sort of let it spread out and cool for a few minutes. While it's cooling, measure out your cup of vanilla yogurt and your half cup of whatever sugar you're using. Boy, I hope I'm making the right choice here. I'm so used to cooking with brown sugar because when you can, it just makes things good, but Uh, uh, I really just need to do this experiment full out. And it certainly isn't going to be bad for me, right? To not use sugar for a change. By the way, I couldn't find this in the store, this sweet leaf better than sugar. I had to buy it online in case you end up looking for it. Uh, Let's see, yogurt. I got the sugar out. Now I'm going to stir up this vanilla yogurt and put a cup of that into the measuring cup so that I know I have the right amount. This is lovely stuff with its little vanilla beans in there. Although sometimes I wonder if that's not just a marketing ploy for your mouth. I mean, they could do specks of anything, right? And I would go, oh, ooh, there's vanilla in there. I'm going to just double check here. Let's see. Vanilla extract. Organic vanilla beans. There you go. And a lot of stuff I don't want to think about. You know, in order to make a non-fat thing thick, I think they have to add a lot of very weird scientific non-food items. So it's best not to think about that, if that's what you're doing. Okay. I got these ready to go now. Let's see if the chocolate is at all cool. It's a little cooler. We only needed to let it sit for one or two minutes. And Now we're gonna stir in, or whisk in if you like, into the chocolate. Add the yogurt and the sugar. And we're just gonna combine those until it's all smooth. You know, it looks pretty. I think I'm going to stop and take a picture. You can always find pictures of my stuff on the website. And that's one of the reasons to visit the website is to see the pictures. Plus, if at any point I make changes to a recipe, I'll leave it in the notes. Or if at any point somebody contacts me and has something better they think I should add. Ah! You know what's happening is my melted... My melted chocolate is solidifying again. The yogurt was cold. Guess what? (laughs) Oh, damn. I don't know what to do now. Should I heat it up again with the yogurt in there? Oh, my gosh. So now I just have, like, chunks of chocolate in yogurt and and not sugar. Ah, poo. Hmm, how am I going to fix this? Well, all right, so here's the first hazard for this recipe. Maybe the yogurt needed to be room temperature. Hmm. I don't know how you would add something cold and not have it do that, even if the chocolate was cooler. I am going to put it back in the microwave oven. Hmm. I'm going to set the power for 70%, and I'm going to do 30 seconds. And this may completely mess everything up because if they'd wanted me to put all that together to begin with i would think they would have told me that all right well uh hmm this i don't think is going to work in making a nice brownie mixture because that chocolate is as hard as it started out except now it's not chunks anymore it's like sort of some of its chunks and some of its slabs and it's not good all right, let's see what we got. Well, it just barely warmed it up. I'm going to stir it and see what happens. Hmm. You know, I think that's going to work. I think I may need to give it a little more time than that. But it does seem to be melting the chocolate. Wow, it didn't take very much. Now I have some of it melted and I have some of it as though I had chips in here. So I think I'll stir it up as much as I can here, see if it'll be melting as I go. Hmm, Well, the yogurt is still cool, I'm going to do that again, same thing, 70% 30 seconds. The part I got on my finger tastes really good. The reason I'm worried about melting the chocolate is because this is the liquid part, quote unquote, of the recipe, and we're gonna add the dry ingredients next. So I'm thinking it needs to be not chunky. Okay, let's see what we got. Well, the yogurt's getting more soupy. I think this is gonna work. It's gonna take a little stirring but it's definitely turning into something that looks kinda like chocolate pudding that isn't all mixed up yet. So I'm just stirring and stirring, trying to get the rest of the chocolate to remelt. Some of it solidified on my spatula. So I think I'm gonna try to scrape that off. How do I do that? Oh yeah, see there's quite a lot of chocolate on there that got hard when I first stuck the spatula in. I think I'm gonna have to use a knife something not too sharp so that it doesn't slice my spatula. This is a silicone spatula. It's my favorite tool in the kitchen. It's just a skinny one. I just had to order some new ones because I've killed three of these, maybe more than that over time. It's made by a company called Get It Right. And it's maybe only about an inch and a quarter across, maybe an inch and a half. And I just, for whatever reason, really like the size, and it bends a little bit. So I find it easy to stir things with, whether it's on the stove or in a bowl. Okay, I think there are still some little tiny nugget bits in here. Do I care? I think I'm going to pretend I don't care. I mean, I do care a little bit, but I'm going to hope that they dissolve. So what I have now... Mmm. Tastes really good. So I'll take a picture of it. And I got chocolate on my phone. Hold on. No, that's not my phone. That's my fingers. Are <laughs> you worried that I'm rinsing off my phone? <laughs> All right. Now that is supposed to go in a larger bowl. And it's sort of... I didn't mention that to you. But we're mentioning it now. See, this looks dangerous to me because... The mixing bowl is cold. I feel like that's going to solidify it again. (sighs) All right, here's what I'm going to do. The recipe says to put the chocolate mix into the bowl and then add the dry ingredients. I am going to add the dry ingredients to the bowl first in the hope that that will cushion the stuff so that it doesn't get against the cold of the metal bowl. So I feel better about it that way. Having made that decision, I am now going to measure in to this larger bowl the three-quarters of a cup of flour, and I'm going to use my usual go-to method, which is to stir up the flour, be sure it's nice and fluffy and light and not densely packed, and then spoon it into the measuring cup, and both my measuring cup, this special one, and my spoon live inside my flour container so I'm putting that into the bowl doesn't see we have to sift it so by golly we're not going to sift it and then a half cup of cocoa powder this is a good sign because that's a hefty amount of cocoa powder which sh- should mean these are way chocolatey which of course is a good thing and this always goes everywhere Try to spoon it in here without having it land all over and a big poof. Half a cup. That's quite a lot. All right, and that goes in with the flour. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was so careful spooning it in and then I just dumped the cup and it goes poof. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> and then a half a teaspoon, oh, that's kind of everywhere in the air now. Half teaspoon of baking soda. Which is interesting, because that's a leavener, and a lot of brownies don't have any leavener in them at all. So I find this interesting. All right, now I'm going to add the melted chocolate yogurt stuff to the top of this. So it doesn't touch that cool metal bowl. I don't know that that has to be done, but having had to fix it once, I really don't want it to happen again. So I'm just being... Super cautious about it. Get all of that out of this bowl and off the spatula. And now, until so smooth and large, if i even mix it, and mix until just combined. So that's what we're doing. Stirring it up, hoping it doesn't solidify again. Please don't do that. Come on. So far, so good. It doesn't seem like it's enough liquid for the amount of dry stuff I have here. But we're about to add some more liquid, so maybe that's okay. Mix until just combined. So that means it's all brown and there's no white stuff showing. Then we stop. And then we're going to add the milk. I am using Planet Oat Vanilla Oat Milk and a liquid cup measure because that's different. It's always tempting to reuse the measuring cups I've already used, but... A liquid measure will be more accurate. So we just add that and mix it until it's incorporated. I wonder if I should add some nuts to this. Nope, 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 nope. Trying to do it the way the recipe says this first time. Just leave it be. And here we go, we're adding more cold stuff. I hope it doesn't harden the chips again, but I think it's all mixed in now. Yeah, we're kind of okay now. It's weird looking, you know, normally this would be eggs that I'm trying to mix in, and uh, it just looks kind of bizarre. I'm going to take a picture of that for you too, because it's just, it looks like a mud pie, honestly. It looks like if you were outside making a mess with mud. Now that doesn't mean it's a bad thing, but it isn't especially encouraging. The liquid doesn't really mix in easily. All right, I'm going to be a little more vigorous here. Mm-hmm. Kind of mix it up, and because so, there's a lot of lumps. There's so many lumps. And I don't know if they're flour or if they're hardened chocolate or what. Okay. All right, it's much smoother now. It's still kind of an odd texture, but it doesn't have so many lumps in it. Huh, yeah, I can see the baking soda starting to kind of make things rise. Oh, that's because it's reacting to the Greek yogurt. The acid in there is making it puff up. All right, now here is where we fold in the chocolate chips, if you want them. And it says a whole cup. That seems like a lot, but again, these are optional, but if you're going to do it, you might as well do it all out. So I'm stirring in those chocolate chips... And that batter now gets put into the parchment paper lined pan. Mm -hmm. It's really stiff. It's really thick. Much thicker than usual brownie batter. And I feel as though part of that has got to do with the way that the Greek yogurt is interacting with the baking soda. Because it's just got this very interesting, densely kind of foamy texture. It's really kind of fascinating just scooping it all out off the sides of the bowl, because I don't like to leave any behind after I've worked so hard to make it go together. And get it off my spatula. Okay, wow. Well, it's, um, wow, the texture is just so interesting. It's still kind of like a mud pie, but it's like a, a mud pie has been worked on really hard. It's <laughs> not quite as lumpy. I'm spreading it out now, spreading it into the corners using that same spatula. And now I'm going to clean off the spatula again with my finger. Drop that bit down in there, smooth it out. This is a never-ending process. Use the finger to scrape off the spatula. Use the spatula to scrape off the finger. Put it back into the bottom and do it all over again. This is my fourth time. Gets a little less each time, fifth time. I just feel weird leaving stuff on the spatula. right, now I'm going to shake this. I'm just going to shake it. I know that sometimes we do that to flatten out the batter. Mm, I think it's working, but it's a little hard to tell. Okay, and then we put it into that preheated oven and we're going to put it in for about 25 minutes. What we're looking for is a skewer or toothpick inserted into the middle to come out clean that's how we'll know when it's done you know thinking through this it's not that other brownies don't have a leavener they do because they have eggs in them and eggs are a leavener so this has no egg and it's making up for it with a combination of the acid in the yogurt and the alkaline of the baking soda it's kind of fascinating Also just realize there's no salt in these, which is a little disconcerting because salt always helps set off the sweet things. But I wonder if having the baking soda in there, which is quite salty, is gonna make up for that and be both the leavener and the salt at the same time. You know, until they come out of this oven, we're not gonna know. So let me talk you through this. Once the toothpick comes out just clean, So before it gets really dry, I mean, there might be a crumb or two on there. You want these moist if you want them to look like this picture. That's at least my assumption. You're going to take them out of the oven and you're going to cool them in the pan for about 10 minutes before you pick up the parchment paper and put it onto a cooling rack to cool completely. The person who wrote this recipe says that they keep well at room temperature in a sealed container. It says to put a sheet of paper towel on the top to keep them moist and fudgy and that they'll keep up to five days. And then if you want to keep them longer than that, you can put them in your fridge. It also says they are freezer friendly and can be stored in your freezer for up to six months. But then they want you to thaw them in the refrigerator overnight or at room temperature. I freeze a lot of the desserts I make. But I don't often want to wait that long for them to thaw. So I'm not too worried about that because odds are, if this is anything at all as good as the picture looks like it is, there won't be anything left to freeze. Within a few hours or half a day, they will be gone. So I won't be worried about it. I'm going to leave you now, but I am going to come back when these come out and have cooled to give you my evaluation of how they turned out and whether... I think they are as good as or better, perhaps, seems unlikely, than my regular brownies. So, again, we're going to take a short break, and I will talk to you when the brownies are out and cooled. Wow, that was so interesting. First... It took 35 minutes for me and that could be because it was in a toaster oven or it could be because when I would put a toothpick down in there it would pull out goopy but I don't know if that's because there are so many melted chocolate chips in there or if it's because the batter wasn't done. Anyway, I started at 25 minutes I gave it 30 minutes and then I gave it 35 minutes and I just decided I didn't dare leave it any longer and took it out and when I took it out it was all puffed up like a cake. I have a picture of that on the website, contrasting it with 10 minutes later when it fell. The only part that's raised now are the edges. So it's like a picture frame around this sunken brownie. And it feels very cakey. It's very soft. There's no crispy edges or anything. And that's probably the parchment paper because we didn't grease the pan you know, which can help contribute to crunchy edges. I just find this really super interesting. I really couldn't stand it. It's so glossy on top and it looks so different. And I let it do its cooling thing in the pan for 10 minutes and then I let it sit out for 10 minutes just in case it might fall some more or again. I I need to cut it. I need to know what's in here. I need to know. The need to know... I'm cutting it. It's just such a weird looking thing. I'm going to cut a middle piece. Not exactly a middle piece, but... Oh, it's really cakey. Uh, Let's see. Huh. Well, no. It isn't. It isn't at all cakey. It felt like it when I cut into it. But it's n- not. It's more. Uh, wow! It looks really dense and. Hmm. I hope I can get a decent picture of this. Yeah, it looks a lot like the picture that I saw on the internet. Yay! Okay, I'll plate a couple of these up. Well, no. First, I'm going to taste it. Okay, here we go. Oh. Oh, they're weird. Okay, they are cakey. They don't look cakey, but they are cakey. Um, They're not fudgy. They look super fudgy. But they're kind of like... Hmm. How do I explain this? They're not fudgy and dense. They're like fudgy and spongy. Hmm. And I think they're not sweet enough. And I think, honestly, you can't go terribly wrong when you got this much chocolate and something. I started to say I think they could use a little salt. Maybe even some flaked salt on the top. Alright, hold up. That's what I'm gonna do. Let's see. If I can find my malden sea salt here. There it is. And this piece I'm eating, I'm just gonna put a couple of little crumbles of salt on crystals. See what that does. Mm-hmm. That helps. Okay. Here's what I think. I think that if you can eat regular brownies, you should do that. I think if you are trying to cut down on the sugar, the eggs. You want it to be vegan. Uh, I think these are really kind of a stunning way to do that and still get your brownie fix. So there you have it. That's my two cents. I'm putting these on a plate. I'm taking a picture. I'm going to go away and finish them because they may not be my favorite brownies, but I'm not gonna poo-poo the fact that I have brownies in front of me. You know what I'm saying. So, run away! If you want to find any of the other brownie recipes, they're on the CookalongPodcast.com. If you try these and find a way to make them different or better, contact me at Cindy at the CookalongPodcast.com or on Facebook. And until next time, enjoy your brownie.